0: Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated, and this is your world weather update for Monday, January the 22nd. Uh, over the course of the weekend, we did see rain increase across Brazil in many areas picking up on rain. It was a little bit erratic. You got to look closely at the map to find some of the larger numbers on there, uh, but there were some totals that did go over three inches. Most of the precipitation, though, was lighter. Western and southern parts of Rio Grande do Sul and parts of southern Paraguay were driest. but there was also some net drying that occurred from the northern part of Goyas up into Tocantins and across parts of Bahia. Uh, the rain you see on the chart here for Bahia, uh, it was actually last night and prior to that it was dry in the northeast part of the country all the way back to Friday. Uh, But you can see the moisture profile on Friday showed that area dry in the northeast and that is an area that will be just the opposite over the next 10 days. Much wetter conditions coming up for Bahia and Minas Gerais as well as Tocantins and parts of Goias. We are also going to see a little bit of relief occur in some of these drier areas in the west central parts of Brazil's crop country. Obviously, this is not a critically dry area. You can see the subsoil moisture is still adequately rated for the most part in that region. And uh, I don't think we need to be terribly concerned about it because rain is going to be widespread in that region. We are going to be seeing a lot of precipitation coming up from many areas in Brazil soon, and the temperatures will be backed off a little bit, so evaporation rates will be down. And I really think that the number of areas in Brazil are going to be dry is going to be very limited. In Argentina, a drying trend is underway. Argentina's drying trend right now is partially associated with the uh, Southern Oscillation Index, which has been soaring higher for the last, uh, well, 10 days or so. Since January 6th, the Southern Oscillation Index has steadily risen, and it is now up over a a positive 5, which is uh, pretty significant after many, many months of strongly negative SOI. The strongly positive kind of gives a flavor of La Nina even though there is no La Nina out there but the weather pattern in Argentina is responding as if there were a La Nina around with a drier bias kicking in again. The southern oscillation index will stay fairly strong and positive here for a little while but it is starting to show signs of weakening and i think we'll see it relax a little bit and so in about 10 days we'll get better opportunity for rain in argentina once again but it is going to be a period of drying and i want you to make sure you're aware of the fact that the southern two-thirds of buenos aires and the southern two-thirds of la Pampa are already dry or biased now this was as of friday and uh, you can see the topsoil was firming up now subsoil moisture in those same areas wasn't too bad But we were dry over the weekend, we were seasonably warm, and the ground is firming up additionally, and we have a 10-day period of dry weather coming up. This is 10 days, this is the European forecast model, but even the GFS is on board with this. Uh, The models do suggest at the end of the 10-day period, at the end of next week, we will have an opportunity for some rain to scatter about again in parts of Argentina. But in the meantime, we're going to be seeing some drier tendencies of significance in parts of Buenos Aires and La Pampa. Most of the summer crops are probably going to be able to handle this pretty well, but I'm a little bit concerned about the late double crop soybeans in Buenos Aires because they were just recently planted in the root systems are not very deep. And so the crop stress could be a little bit more serious for that particular crop. Uh, otherwise, I'm not terribly concerned. There's another area of dryness I didn't mention on the previous chart, but it was from Santiago del Estero into Chaco. And that area will also see uh, additional firming. Now, this is mostly cotton country with some sorghum and sunseed. There's a little bit of corn and soybeans, but not a lot. And uh, these crops, uh, sorghum and cotton, can certainly handle drier and warmer biased weather a lot easier than some of the other crops. In Brazil, you can see all the rain that's coming up, and it will be heaviest from parts of uh, Mato Grosso uh, into Minas Gerais and Bahia, and in particular, it's probably going to be the northeast part of of Mato Grosso into Tocantins and over into Bahia and maybe northern Minas Gerais. and in that corridor, we'll likely see the rain totals in this region running from 4 to 8 inches, there'll be some local 10-inch totals maybe over the 10-day period both the European and the GFS model are on board with this. You're looking at the European solution. Uh, below that, uh, to the south of that, will be somewhat lighter rain, but still everybody gets moisture. Uh, the one area that we will watch a little bit more closely, perhaps, will be parts of Sao Paulo, southwestern uh, Minas Trace, and eastern parts of Mato do de Sol. Uh, maybe a few uh, county-sized areas in southern Goyas where the rainfall will be a little bit more limited than in areas surrounding it. Yeah, it might see the ground firm up a little bit at times. But there is rain in this region, and it will be sufficient to maintain crop development. So really, the areas of interest for the next 10 days will be Argentina, southern Paraguay, and western and southern parts of Rio Grande do Sul, as well as Uruguay. Uh, but as long as we get relief coming up at the end of next week, going into uh, early February, we should be able to get through this period without any serious impact. The temperatures will be cooler biased in parts of Argentina, Brazil, and Uruguay and Paraguay for this first uh, few days of the outlook, and uh, the rest of Brazil will be seasonable. Uh, southern Argentina gets fairly warm and it does expand a little bit with the dry bias underway. Brazil, with increase in rainfall, we'll see those temperatures fairly close to normal. So it's Argentina that will have the warmer and drier tendency for a while. In the U.S., uh, over the course of our weekend, we did see some precipitation develop. Most of this was late in the weekend, occurring yesterday and overnight last night. Uh, Rain, freezing rain, and a little bit of sleet and snow were noted in some of this region. Uh, The icy conditions were mostly uh, eastern Kansas, western Missouri, back into parts of Oklahoma. The far western United States did see precipitation occurring uh, with some heavy amounts of moisture in northern California, and that did did reach into some of the northern Sierra Nevada, although most of the northern mountains of uh, California were impacted more significantly than the Sierra Nevada. All right, the temperatures over the weekend did get bitterly cold once again. Our last surge of bitter cold air uh, identified by this purple line here or pink, whatever color that is, You see the temperatures dropped in the negative teens and negative single digits to the north of that line. There were a few negative 20s that occurred in northern parts of Minnesota. There was also a couple of readings near minus 20 in southeastern South Dakota and immediate neighboring areas. Uh, Freezes did occur down to the Gulf Coast again, but not as cold as last week. And uh, that was all to be expected. The snow cover out there is still protecting winter wheat in a favorable manner. Uh, the areas that are snow-free on this chart from uh, parts of the Texas panhandle into southern Illinois, uh, these areas were not low and cold enough over the weekend uh, to have any kind of new damage. And, of course, we've talked in the past about damage potentials up here in the northwestern plains, uh, and I, I'm sure that the temperatures over the weekend were near, not nearly as uh, damaging potentially to wheat, but relative to that which occurred a little bit earlier this month. So I doubt seriously there's any new damage that came from that. But anyway, uh, you see that the snow cover remains down in the northern delta too. Soil moisture assessment, this was on Friday. Just wanted to point out the wet bias that's present across the Midwest. Still looking at some drier tendencies in the High Plains region, both top and subsoil reflecting that. I, and uh, with the, the new change in weather coming up that brings moisture in from the southern plains into the midwest will certainly make the potential for some flooding to be on the rise we'll look at that in a minute temperatures are going to be much warmer this week this is the first five days this is the six to ten day period and this is the, uh, the latter part of the second week of the outlook there's not much reason to be concerned about bitter cold air again over this 10 day the two-week period Uh, I guess I didn't uh, put in the uh, forecast map. Let's go back to the U.S. for just a minute. And uh, I will point out that uh, the precipitation over this coming week will be most concentrated in this particular area. And we will see heavy rains occurring in the Tennessee River Basin, Delta, and easternmost Texas. These areas will probably see anywhere from four to eight inches of uh, rainfall over the over the week. Actually, probably best to say two to six and some local totals over eight inches is probably the best way to to describe that. With the ground being fairly wet, it won't take long to have excessive moisture and runoff taking place and some flooding to result. In Australia, over the weekend, we saw erratic rain still continuing. A few more showers occurring in southern parts of Queensland. It was certainly welcome. The moisture profile on Friday showed uh, still a large part of Uh, Queensland and uh, some areas in northeast New South Wales summer crop areas uh, still in need of better precipitation, certainly dryland areas. Uh, There is a tropical cyclone forming out here in the water over uh, open water to the northeast of Australia. System is expected to reach uh, the Queensland coast on Thursday and then the remnants of the system will work its way uh, back to the southeast eventually we will see widespread rains occurring across much of Queensland's crop country and a little bit into northeastern New South Wales. There may be some flooding. Uh, This model may be underestimating some of the rainfall. It just kind of depends on how uh, quickly the system moves. I think the Europeans got some heavier rains than this particular model's, the GFS in europe over the weekend uh, we saw an end to the bitter cold they had some more cold weather around a lot of low temperatures saturday morning in the teens and 20s across much of the continent and even colder in scandinavia but that did start to back off and we do have a ridge of high pressure building up across europe that is likely to suppress precipitation for a bit you kind of get an idea where that ridge is going to be located during a big part of the 10 days coming up Uh, so we will not get more moisture to occur in spain portugal Uh, or even into northern Africa, these areas will all see drier biased weather. Now, North Africa did get a little bit of moisture over the weekend. We'll look at that in a moment. Uh, And uh, in the meantime, there will be precipitation that will work its way through northern Europe, uh, and there will be some new snow and rain that will occur in those areas. Uh, Temperatures in Europe are going to be warmer biased this week and uh, on into the second week of the forecast way above normal temperatures. So snow will become more and more confined to uh, the higher elevated areas. In the CIS, uh, some more uh, precipitation occurred during the weekend There's some missing data here, but uh, we did see some significant snow occur from the Ural Mountains back into Ukraine. Uh, there is a lot of snow on ground. Please note the, the saturated soil that you see in the upper right-hand corner here. Uh, the, uh, the, the moisture profile just totally wet all the way down deep in the ground with a lot of snow on top of the ground. Snow cover in Eastern Europe is pretty widespread uh, and uh, in a fair amount of the CIS as well. Southeastern Ukraine and Russia's southernmost portions of Russia's southern region are snow free. uh, And we are going to see warming occurring, especially in Europe. And so we'll likely see a lot of the snow disappear. Thought it would be important to go back and look at the uh, comparative to normal snowpack out there. A big part of uh, Northeastern Europe across a big part of Russia. Uh, is still looking at above normal snowpack on the ground in case you can't find yourself around here a little bit the Black Sea is down here, Uh, Caspian Sea is here, Ukraine is just immediately north of that and most of the significant uh, above normal snowpack is in Russia and mostly north of Russia's southern region but a pretty large area of above normal snowpack and above normal soil moisture as we showed before Uh, You can see the other areas. The the red line that that I didn't draw, but was already on the map, is where the southern extent of snow cover normally is at this time of the year. So the uh, snow is not that great in the middle latitudes. We do expect more precipitation to occur in western parts of the CIS, including Ukraine and Belarus. Uh, as we move forward to 10 days. So we're going to put more snow on the ground and continue to perpetuate this pattern. Uh, With the uh, ridge of high pressure being in western Europe, that means a northwest flow across a a fair amount of the western CIS. And that's why most of the precipitation that's going to occur for a while, will occur in the form of snow. There will not be any exceptionally cold weather, though. The temperatures are going to continue to be mostly warm-biased in a fair amount of Russia, and for that matter, a big part of Asia in general. Uh, We do have some cold air in uh, China here that occurred over the weekend, but it's going to be very quick to abate. Uh, In China, during the weekend, we saw two areas of precipitation. One was in the Yangtze River Basin, some significant rains occurring down that way. Uh, There was already a wet pocket down there, so it's a little bit wetter now than it was on Friday. Uh, You can see the bitter cold that occurred over the weekend in Inner Mongolia in the far northeast corner of China. Uh, There was also some snow that preceded that event. Most of it was fairly light accumulating across the region. There's really not much to be concerned about in China. There will be more precipitation mostly south of the Yangtze River this week. And then as we go into next week, uh, the precipitation will come up into the east central areas a little bit. Uh, But again, China's in pretty good shape. I can't get too excited about any anomalies there. In India, a little bit of precipitation over the weekend in some of the east central areas. Most of the nation still looking for a significant amount of moisture. The next 10 days don't look very good. Uh, Odisha is probably the only probably, the only state that really gets a significant amount of moisture. Reproduction occurs nationwide in February, and the, that's when we definitely need to get some more moisture to occur. And the sooner it occurs, the better off these crops might be. They do irrigate some of that crop. In South Africa, uh, precipitation over the weekend was limited. You can see the moisture profile was still a bit dry in some of the western summer crop areas. Uh, the, uh, most of the summer crops are produced in this particular region, and uh, the westernmost part of the region is a bit too dry. But it's plenty moist in the east, and we are expecting to see that same trend prevailing with those eastern areas getting uh, you know, sufficient amounts of moisture over the 10 days, The western area is getting some showers, but probably not enough to counter evaporation. In North Africa, you can see the moisture profile on Friday was favorable in north-central and northeastern parts of Algeria and far northern Tunisia, and also in the northernmost tip of Morocco. But everybody else is still in need for more moisture. You can see the precipitation over the weekend uh, was, was certainly scattered across many areas, but a lot of it was pretty darn light we still need to see greater volumes of moisture, and that is not coming forth anytime soon with that ridge over Europe. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.